Hey, what's up, guys? Zach back here with the newest episode of the FTD podcast. And today I am joined by Jason of the San Diego Padres. Jason, what's going on, man? Pretty exciting day for you, huh? Uh, in real life, sure. As a Mets fan, it's uh, <laughs> pretty crazy to think of uh, the Mets being one of the big players in uh, in the offseason, but it's 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 fun. Yeah, Mets get Fran- Frankie Lindor and Carrasco. Uh, mm-hmm. I know my, my buddy Cameron, who runs the Mets in our league, he's a big Mets fan. He's pretty pretty ecstatic. Um, I can only imagine how you guys are feeling. It's hard not to be. Um, well, today we're we're gonna be we're gonna be recapping the 2022 amateur draft, and I know you and I have been chatting back and forth about doing this. We're a little delayed from when we normally do it, but we we finally got to it. Um, this year we we introduced a new feature with uh, our amateur draft. We had the draft lottery, where the the top six teams were entered into a lottery, and uh, the lottery did its thing this year because the Baltimore Orioles didn't get the number one pick. The San Francisco Giants did. Um, what were your thoughts on the, the lottery process and how it played out? Uh, I like, I mean, I liked it. I think it's a good way to, you know, stop teams from tanking. You know, we're seeing that a lot after uh, in real life, after what happened this weekend with the, uh, with the football. But um, yeah, I think it's a good way to, you know, it makes it so that you don't get rewarded just for being the worst team. Um, I like that a team that, you know, I think has been trying and just not to say the older Orioles haven't been trying, but it, it, you know, creates a situation where you don't have to be the absolute worst team to get that number one pick. Absolutely. And, uh, and with that, we'll transition right into the draft. Like I said, the, the giants win the lottery and perhaps the, the, they win the crown jewel jewel of the draft. I mean, I thought there was a pretty clear one, one this year. And that was in my opinion, Drew Jones, who the, the giants ended up taking, um, what are your thoughts on Jones? He debuts at number 19 on the prospect ranking. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he was, you know, obviously the number one choice. I don't think he was as, as drastic as last year with Christian Little, but um, I think most of the people uh, would have, most of the teams would have taken him number one without question. I think, you know, obviously the pedigree with his father and he's, you know, he profiles a lot like him with the power and, uh, and the great defense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Giants they get they get Jones signed for a nine point five million dollar bonus. Uh, like I said, he, he debuted at number nineteen on the top one hundred prospect rankings. Currently in rookie rookie ball, he, he's he's day to day right now with knee inflammation, but uh, he, he's having a pretty pretty good debut so far. Not a lot of power to display just yet, but he is hitting for a high average. Um, and obviously the defense, which his dad was known for, it's. Looks to be a mirror image there. Yeah, I'm sure the power will come eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let, let's talk round one. We, we discussed Drew Jones. Um, I'm looking at the the draft picks made in round one right now. Looks like a pretty pretty good mix of pitching and, and position players. Couple catchers sprinkled in. Um, what were your general thoughts on the on the round? Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting the way it went with the top four being uh, four high school guys, and then I think the rest of the round there were only three. Um, so it was heavy on college after those first four, um, which I found interesting. Yeah, and, and those first four, if my memory serves me correct, a lot of them were Atlanta metro area high school yeah. players, uh, I believe. I think may, maybe even all four. I'm not uh, positive on that. Yeah, Jones and Johnson definitely were. Uh, Carter Boyd's actually North Carolina. I think I think uh, both both Joneses, yeah, right? Jared Jones as well. Yeah, so Atlanta metro area yeah. rep in there. Um, 
but uh, uh, I don't know. The the draft was I. I'm not sure how I felt about this draft. Uh, a lot of uh, as we went through the rounds, it, it fell off pretty quickly. I thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I felt like there wasn't that even at the top. There wasn't a lot of you know big time talent. Um, yeah. I mean, there was there were some very good players. Um, but uh, I think you know it, it's it, not a load, as loaded as you might expect it to be on a yearly basis. Um, one interesting thing also was uh, the two guys in the top ten who were, you know, second round picks last year in Menhart and uh, Wickland are jumping up almost a full round. Absolutely, uh, and Menhart. I mean, everybody was raving about him. Yeah. Um, once he came off the board, he looks like a looks like a pretty good pitcher. I mean, we'll see how the career plays out. But like you said, it, it, it's rare to see those guys that they they fail to sign, especially the the college guys. Mm-hmm. They fail to sign and. They come back and they, they they go top ten. That's pretty pretty crazy yeah. to see. Yeah, unfortunately, the top two pitches in this draft are also already, I think, out for the twenty twenty two season. So we'll have to wait to see their progress until next year. Are they really? I, I know Carter Carter Boyd got hurt. I did yeah, see that. Men hold out uh, for the rest of the year too now. Shoulder inflammation. Oh wow, what a blow! Yeah. I mean, and obviously with the with the pitchers, I mean, one one arm injury could change their whole outlook. Exactly. So. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a risk. Um. But uh, let's talk your favorites and least favorites of round one. Uh, we'll start with your three favorite picks, and I'll, I'll give you the floor and uh, just make your way through them, and then I'll offer my thoughts on them. Sounds good. Um, yeah, my, my first one is uh, Sal Stewart, who went ninth overall to the Marlins. Uh, I felt he profiled as possibly the best hitter in this draft um, in terms of just what they can, what players can do at the plate. So for him to drop all the way down to ninth um, – you know, I think there are a couple of players who are better overall, obviously, Drew Jones, and I think Jerry Neely. But Stewart is obviously a, you know, a talented hitter coming out of high school, and I thought he would might go a little higher than he actually did. Yeah, Stewart was uh, – I, re- I remember at the beginning of this draft, I had Drew Jones number one, and then at that that, that next tier, so to speak, uh, Sal Stewart was there. He, he was there. I, I would have taken him probably – third at least maybe second yeah. um he was up there he was one of my top guys so i, I was with you i'm, I'm not, surprised he lasted as long as he did yeah and i'm looking at him now and he's actually out too he's injured five weeks i mean not done for the yeah. season but he's going to lose a he's going to lose a yeah. good chunk of his uh uh inaugural uh season yeah. which is disappointing <laughs> yeah. hopefully you know it's just his, his rookie ball season he comes back maybe in uh in, in full season next year but we'll see Absolutely. Uh, who else? Who else did you like in round one? Uh, I liked Parker Hansen, who went seventeenth overall to the Tigers. Um, I know his movement's not great, but he features you know five, a, f- a really good five pitch mix. Um, you know, at least four of them should be plus pitches. Um, good control. So you know, even if he does become a guy with a propensity to give the long ball, he you know keeps guys off bases, keeps those to you know solo shots, sort of the the Kurt Schilling, Robin Roberts. Uh, repertoire there absolutely Hanson was a guy that I was uh personally hoping would somehow fall to 30 to me in Atlanta um didn't happen obviously but if you look at his numbers so far he he was pitching in advance a set made seven starts uh showed really good control uh really good uh movement uh so to speak with low home run per nine um they advanced him to looks like double a already he's a double a area right now in the eastern league um, it'll be interesting to see if they, they continue to progress him quickly through the system and maybe get into, uh, into Detroit sooner rather. Than yeah, later. it's fine. I didn't see him as a guy who would be one of the first guys to, you know, make the majors, but it, it looks like, you know, 
Bambini's really really pushing him out there. Yeah, he he looks to be on the fast track. Definitely got to play. Um, who who was your uh, third your third guy? Uh, my third guy is Ramsey David, who went to the Yankees twenty first overall. Um, I think he's just kind of a solid all around pitcher. Probably fits at you know mid rotation guy. Um, out of college, went to Auburn SEC, so you know he's got you know the high competition level. Um, got better each year at the college level, which is something you definitely like to see. And um, you know another guy who features four pretty good pitches. Um, should be able to start, and another guy who he's one of the guys I thought would maybe move a little quicker through a system and get to get to the majors pretty quickly. Yeah, David, uh, it was Hanson and David. They were the two arms that I was wishing somehow fell. Um, obviously, neither did. Uh, I completely agree with you here. I, I, I liked David a little bit more than Hanson. Um, terrific pick, and, and I think you nailed all three. <laughs> of your, uh, your choices here. And he's, he's in the rookie league right now, but yeah. he, he's, he's putting up some numbers so far, 23 innings, 28 strikeouts. And, uh, we'll see how he continues to progress. Uh, let's switch yeah. to the, to the opposite spectrum. And, uh, nobody likes to hear when people disagree with their picks, but it's part of the podcast. We've been doing it for three years now. Um, give me your, uh, your three least likable picks of the first round. Uh, yeah. So the first one I'm going to go, go with, you know, fourth overall pick Termar Johnson. And, um, I think Matt actually mentioned it in the, in, in Slack that he, you know, he looks back and doesn't love his pick. Um, obviously he's got, you know, tremendous glove. He's probably the best. He might be even better than Drew Jones as a defensive player, um, as one of the best defenders in this, you know, in this draft class, but I just don't know where that bat ends up. Um, you know, it, he might be a guy you just kind of hide at the bottom of the order, hoping you get away with his defense and the rest of the the lineup kind of comes through for you. But, um, you know, taking that high, I think there were guys who profiled a little similarly to that, that were taking, you know, a round or even two later. And it's just, this just felt like a, a big reach for me. Uh, completely agree. And I thought it as soon as the pick mm-hmm. was made. I, I, I like Termar Johnson. I think he's a, a solid gamble, just not at the number four overall pick. Uh, if this was second, third round, yeah, you see the defense, you see that speed, and you think, all right, maybe we can make something work here. He's only 18 years old. Um, but, yeah, number four, uh, and, and like you said, Matt, Matt, I think, quickly came to his realizations here that he, he may have made a mistake. Um, Termar Johnson, 5'9", 145 yeah. pounds, small guy, right? right. Speedster, uh, great glove up the middle, second base shortstop. Um, kind of reminds me profile wise, maybe D Gordon with a better glove. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you see that, but that, that was my initial thought when I was scouting. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, he's a guy who just, I think he was rated a lot higher, um, over the last couple of years and his rating just kind of dropped as we went towards the draft. And... Definitely. Definitely. Uh, who else, did, who else did you have? When you um, watched? I also had Jordan Petrushka who went to the Mets at 19th overall. Um, just because, you know, he's a first baseman, um, and probably, I mean, he, he has some good defensive range. I just not sure he's everything else profiles, even for him to play second base. And I don't know if the bat's going to play really that well at first. Um, I think, you know, he, he does have a solid bat, but position wise, I just don't know if you can, you know, if he'll ever reach the level to expect out of our first baseman to justify taking him in the first round. Uh, 100% agreement. Like you said, a solid bat. It looks like he's going to make above average contact and he does feature some power, but is it enough power mm-hmm. to play at first base? 
I'm I'm not seeing it. Uh, not right now, at least. Obviously, things can change, and um, but we'll, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It. Like I, I, I'm in agreement with you. I'll, I'll leave it at that. That's my buddy's team, so I can't say too. I much. mean, he, he is a good defensive first baseman, so I'll give him that. Um, you know, so that might might have swayed him a little more. And if he was just kind of a guy who was stuck at first base, um, so that definitely helps moving forward. De- definitely. And then your final, your final uh, choice. Yeah, my final choice is Kenton Egbert, who went to the Brewers at 24th overall. Um, you know, I look at him, he, he does feature two really premier pitches and a fastball slider. So I do think at the least he could probably, you know, pitch out of a bullpen and pitch pretty well there. I just don't know if he's a starter. You're taking him at 24th overall. Um, features that screwball that, you know, has to come around, uh, change-ups below average. Um, so I'm just wondering if he'll have enough enough pitches to really make it as a, as a premier, as a, you know, even a back-end starter who you can throw out there every fifth day. He may end up being in the bullpen. Yeah, uh, Egbert didn't get a lot of love in the uh, the draft recap. Um, I remember that that we we put out on uh, on on my Wix page. Um, I think I think Egbert ultimately ends up in the pen. Yeah. I'm with uh, you. Moving on. Oh, I'm sorry. Steal of round one. Absolute steal. One guy, or if you have multiple, that's fine. But what's your your steal pick of the first mm-hmm. round? I mean, I, I feel like I have to make it Sal Stewart, given the, the way we yeah. talked about him. You know, a guy who you know, both of us thought might go in the top three and slips all the way to nine. I mean, it's hard to not to not love that pick. Uh, I'm agree with you. When you get that kind of value, uh, ninth in the draft. Like I said, I, he was definitely top three for me. I probably would have took him second. Um, mm-hmm. Absolute steal for the Marlins. And I'm a, I'm a little upset that he's in my division. Uh, moving on to moving on to round two, um, we're we're pretty much going to follow the same format as we did for round yep. one for this to, for this round. Are you there? I think I lost you for a second. Hello. Yep. Did I cut Can out? Can you hear me? Yeah, for a little bit. Oh, oh my, my bad. <laughs> That's right. Um, and, and I was saying, any any general thoughts on uh, on round two before we break down individual picks, or you just want to jump right into it? Yeah, I mean, just in general, I think the remaining rounds, you know, like you said, it wasn't a very deep draft. So it's, you know, I did – there were no picks that I really, you know, off the chart loved or hated, um, but there were some that I liked a little better than others. Um, but like you said, the, 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 the draft pool kind of – kind of pulled together at this point yeah uh, in my opinion it dried up really quick yeah um and i, I think it kind of it, it kind of got hard to make your your selections uh whereas mm-hmm. years past you know there there were still names available at multiple rounds into the draft um but i'm interested in hearing who, who you liked in uh round two yeah uh so one of the guys that the real like was ryan hawks um you know, features a good four-pitch mix. Um, got to get that change up, up a little bit, but he could probably be a starter at the next level. Um, you know, he's got a lot of control, a lot of movement, but, you know, if you, you probably get away from at the the back end of a bullpen. And as we mentioned, and, and you know, in such a weak class, you, you, if you can get anything out of out of these guys, it's it's a plus. And I think he ends up on the at the back end of a, of a rotation. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I'm in agreement with you here. Uh, he, he looks like, at the very least, a back end starter. Mm-hmm. Um, four picks, mit, four pitch mix mm-hmm. with a with a sinker that's going to be plus. Um, and uh, like you said, I mean, if you can if you can get anybody to contribute to your major league roster at this point in a in a draft that doesn't seem very deep, it's a win. Uh, what other names did you have for us in round two? Uh, Nicholas Perez, who was taken by the A's uh, with the 18th pick in the round. Um, really good, you know, just all around shortstop, really good range, good arm. Um, you know, as, as a decent hitting profile, not, I mean, not gonna hit for too much power, but he has speed, um, good eye at the plate. Um, and I see him, you know, maybe better than some of the shortstops that were taken in the first round. And I think, you know, if I'm going to pick a steal the second, he's, he's my guy. Perez was a guy that I considered at number 30 uh, in the first round. And I had discussions with another GM who was also considering him in the first round. So uh, I think this was a terrific pick. One of the, one of the best in round two um, was really hoping that he somehow made it to me at the end of the second. Uh, looks like another solid glove uh, shortstop um, and only 17 years old. Yeah. So a lot of room for growth there. Absolutely. And uh, your third, your third, choice who do you got i have riley cornelio who went to the diamondbacks um with the 24th pick of the round um good control pitchers got you know again a good four pitch mix with you know a plus fastball plus change up um you know can start may even be a guy who can you know fit into the even like a third or fourth starter uh at the major league level um you know throws throws 93 95 so he's not you know not a soft tosser by any means and, um, you know, I think it's just a, a really solid pick towards the end of the second round by the Diamondbacks. Yeah, Cornelia, was, he was on my uh, board as well. Um, I, like, I like the pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, three least favorites of round two. Yeah, uh, so the first one I'll go with Nick Simas, um, who the, the, the only reason is he you know, he's a reliever at the top of the second round, which – you know, I, I, I personally don't like to do um, if I'm, you know, going pure reliever. Um, you know, in, in, in a draft like this, it might it, it does it's not as bad, I think, because they're just not – I don't think there's as much big-time talent as there usually might be at this point, um, even though I think there were pitchers, as I've mentioned, who, in the second round, who I think could be starters at the major league level. Um, you know, I think he could be a, a very good reliever. And, you know, he's got the stamina to go two or possibly three innings in, a, in an outing. Um, I just think taking a reliever this high is is a reach. Uh, yeah, my general philosophy is is that of that as well. Uh, I tend to mm-hmm. not take these true relievers. Um, right. Even I mean, the first multiple rounds of the draft, I try to stay away mm-hmm. from them if they're there in the you know mid to later rounds. Sure. Um, Seamus, C- I don't know if I'm saying that right, but Seamus, he, he's six six two twenty, so he's a big. Big guy, uh, but he only throws in the low 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, stamina is up there. It might be a multiple inning uh, type of arm. Fastball is going to be plus when it develops. Curveball has that 80-grade potential, at least from what I'm looking at. It's an 80-grade potential. Maybe maybe he hits here and he gets you know a, a multi-inning option uh, out of the pen in the future. But um, for the value, I'm, I'm not a fan as well. Uh, who, who else did you have in the second? Uh, another one I have is Will Bednar, um, just because um, you know he, he's a he's a good pitcher. Um, you know was good in college. Did take a jump in his, his senior year, 
I just thought there were better pitchers on the board at the time that he was taken. You know, one of the guys being Cornelio, who was taken, um, you know, later in the round, as I already mentioned. Derek Diamond is also there. Um, I just think, you know, he's a solid pitcher. Had he been taken, you know, 15, 20 spots later after those other guys, I think he'd be a fine pick. But um, given what was still on the board, I'm not a huge fan of, of Bednar here. So the thing with Bednar that I'm seeing that that I didn't like was the movement. I yeah. don't know if, if you're sharing that view. Um, my scout mm-hmm. did not like Bednar's movement. I think he had it as 30, uh, 30 potential. Um, I'm pulling him up right now. Uh, yeah, so 30 potential movement. Um, looks like he's in rookie league right now. He's 22 years yep. old. He should probably be a level or two above that. Uh, he's pitching well in the rookie league, but like I said, he's he's over the. Yeah. He's he's older than you would like right. to see at that level. Too, um, I'd like him to be a little more progressed with his stuff and his control. Exactly. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure that Bednar is really ever going to make it, uh, especially with that movement. Mm-hmm. So, um, tend to agree with you there. And then your your final name for the second round. Uh, my final name is Elijah Green. Um. Who was taken by the Pirates 22nd around? Um, you know, he's a center fielder, good defense, but I felt like there was a lot of those kind of guys coming um, that are that had better offensive profiles. Um, he's, you know, he could have some home run power, but other than that, you know, nothing about his 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 hitting game plays up. He does have speed, so he could be, you know, you know, Billy Hamilton with more power. Um, but again, you know, the problem with Billy Hamilton is, you know, getting on base and actually being able to use that speed, which you might have trouble actually taking advantage of. So just so everybody knows, I, I didn't know who Jason was going to say coming into this. So I'm looking these guys up as Jason's uh, mentioning them, mentioning them to me. And uh, my scout, once again, is right on point with your views. Uh, Elijah Green looks like a terrific uh, defender mm-hmm. in center field. And like you said, a speed guy for sure. Um, some home run power, but not much other than that. Only 18 years old. Maybe he'll continue to develop, but uh, has has uh, I don't want to say he's pretty much been replacement level at rookie ball so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not so worried about what the you know it's such a small sample size with what they've done at the, at the professional level at this point. But yeah, you'd like to see a little more. I mean, he, he's showing the power that that you know he projects to have. So at least that's you know something to look forward to. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll continue to grow and I don't know develop, and we'll look back on this episode and uh, be laughing at that one. Right. <laughs> um, steal round two. Um, yeah, he's a guy I already mentioned, uh, Nicholas Perez. You know, I think he's that's what I figured. A guy who could have easily gone in the first, um, you know, some of the first round shortstops that went. You know, we mentioned Tamar Johnson, um, Santon Faltine. He was a little more of a utility guy, but. Again, I think Perez is just maybe should have even been the first shortstop taken in this draft. Yeah, uh, Nicholas Perez was the name I had. Uh, Joey DiCiaro from the – he went 19 mm-hmm. in the second to the Detroit Tigers. Yep. I really liked him. And uh, who was the other one? James James Triantos. He went fourth overall to the Giants. My scout liked Triantos. Yeah. They, were, they were the three names that I had as uh, this the uh, – the, the best in the second round and the steals, whatever you want to call it. But uh, they were the three names I like. Yeah, I like throughout those two. I'm glad you mentioned them. Um, moving on, same process, round three. Uh, any any general thoughts on the third round before you – No, I mean, it's just the same as the second. You know, it, it's a lot of, you know, hard to differentiate people. Um, 
So again, it's just not like there, there are a lot of picks I liked. Um, nothing that really stood out in general outside of maybe one or two and none that I really, really truly hated or anything like that. Um, but as you've been saying, it's not, not, wasn't a very deep draft. Right. Um, I guess we'll get right into it then. Who, who are your favorites from the third round? Uh, yeah. So my first one, I'm going to go with Ty Federici who went fourth to the giants. Um, you know, interesting player could be a two way player. Um, he's 19 years old out of high school. So he's a little, I mean, he was 18 when he was drafted. Uh, he's, but he's, he was a little older as a high school guy. Um, you know, was a really good two way player, uh, in, in PA, um, has a four pitch mix as a pitcher, nothing really pops, but he does have really good control, which could help him, you know, going down the line throws 95 to 97. Um, so he could be a guy who, you know, pitches his way to the next level. And at the same time, you know, he's got a decent offensive profile as an outfielder. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be anything, you know, special defensively, uh, doesn't have much range, um, or good hands. Um, but he's a pretty decent bat has you know, a little bit of pop. Uh, it's a decent eye at the plate. So I think uh, is a really good pick in the third round to get a guy who it looks like uh, they're going to use him as a two-way player for now and see, you know, how that works out. Uh, I, I like the Federici pick a lot, um, especially for, for the third round, given the, the, the status of the draft as a whole that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Lefty arm, like you said, uh, sits in the mid nineties, mid to upper nineties. Power pitcher, uh, four pitches. Um, I, I really like this. I think it was a worthwhile gamble. Um, he's he's a big signing bonus, five and a half million. The Giants give him out of the third round, but I think this was a this was a gamble that you take in the third round in this draft. Absolutely. Um, and the, the like you said, small sample size so far, but with the bat so far through seventy plate appearances, he's already hit four yep. home runs. Um, we'll see how he continues to progress, but I, I like that pick a lot. Yeah. Uh, your second name. Uh, my second name is Reggie Crawford. Another guy who, um, is a two-way player, was a two-way player at, at UConn, um, I believe, or maybe he just pitched at UConn. I'm not sure. Um, but no two-way. He's a guy who I think could be a two-way player if, if, you know, the Marlins chose to go that route. Um, he was a he was just a pitcher in college, uh, but I think he's got a pretty decent three pitch mix with a curveball that should be well above average. Um, you know his fastball and curveball already are, are pretty good. He's pretty close to a guy who could work out of a, a major league bullpen pretty soon if they wanted to go that route. Um, but I think again he's another guy who can fit into the back end of a rotation if they wanted if you know you wanted to push him um, to that that direction. Because uh, he's pretty well developed, even for a guy who's you know just 21. So I think he's a guy who could potentially move quickly, uh, depending on what they decide to do with him as a, as a hitter. I'm I'm looking at him now. Um, he's he's got pretty decent uh, batting potential mm-hmm. ratings across the board, but it doesn't look like he has any no. stats. So I guess he he didn't he wasn't a two two way player. The arm, the, the the thing that jumps off the page with me, like you already touched on, he he, he looks like he's close to being mm-hmm. a bullpen piece right yeah. now. Um, the the fastball curveball are already uh, above major league average, and the changeup's still developing, but it's close, yeah. right? It's close, and he's a lefty arm. Um, yeah, I I think this was a pretty safe mm-hmm. pick in this round. Uh, 
Unfortunately, it's another Marlins pick. That's two out of the three rounds <laughs> uh, yeah. for the Marlins. But uh, who, who else do you have in the, the third round? Uh, yeah, my third guy is uh, Jared Southard, who went to the Indians with the 25th pick in the round. Um, he's, you know, a, another solid pitcher. I, I don't know if he'll be able to start, but he's another guy who's who's pretty well developed already. Um, pitched at Texas. Um, so obviously big time school play, you know, pitching in the big, in the big, t- uh, big 12, um, advanced good competition. Um, you know, I'm not, if that changeup does get to where it could be, he could start. Otherwise, you know, he's a guy who could probably be in a major league bullpen in, within a year. Um, and then he's another guy who, if, if they wanted to, to do this, um, could go and use him as a bat as well and to see how that progresses. Um, but I think, yeah, if they decide to go the pitching route, he's, you know, could be in, in the Indians bullpen in 2023. Yeah. Uh, when I, when I look at Southern, the, the, he, he eerily reminds me a lot of Reggie Crawford and mm-hmm. that he's probably bullpen ready very, very yeah. quickly. A um, little bit of a different pick pitch mix. He's got mm-hmm. a slider. I think Crawford had what a yeah. curveball maybe. Um, but yeah, very similar. And like, like I said with Crawford, uh, when, when you're, when you're in the third round in a draft like this, if you can, hopefully get something out of it you, you got to go with it and it looks like he's got at least the floor of a, a bullpen yeah. arm um you're you're i guess your least favorites of round three. um yeah so my first one i'm hitting the rangers again is andrew roberts um he kind of has an offensive profile like elijah green like we mentioned before um but lacks the speed and is really you know a corner infielder who is probably best suited as a first baseman um so I think, you know, there were there's better value at this point, I think, where you can get guys who, like we said, there were some pitchers who can, you know, be in a bullpen pretty soon. Um, you know, some better position players with more upside, better defensively. I'm just not a fan of, of the Roberts pick. I think he's just kind of a, a guy with an above-average power, and that's about it. Um, yeah, my, my scout's seeing the same thing. He's got 60 potential yeah. power. Um but is the rest going to play up enough or, or develop uh, yeah. quickly enough for him to, to utilize that? I don't know. He's yeah. already 22 years old. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm kind of – I'm seeing what you're seeing there. Uh, what's another name in the third round? Uh, another name is Jacob Miller, who the Tigers took uh, with the 16th pick of the round. Um, you know, he's a pitcher. He could have decent stuff, but his movement and control just aren't – don't project very well at all. Um, I think you can kind of live without one or the other. You can't really live without both. So it's just hard to see him ever really pitching at the major league level unless something drastically changes. And he, I mean, he is only 18, so you never know. And I think, you know, taking a chance on a high school guy um, in the third round like this is just a pretty big gamble. Um, Miller, yeah, he, he sits upper 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Touches 99. Um, movement and control just aren't there, both current and potentially. Um, he, I think he's going to need some uh, TCR help with this one if, if Miller's mm-hmm. ever <laughs> ever going to amount to anything. And I, and I know we've touched on the small sample sizes and whatnot, but uh, 45 innings so far for Miller at the Rookie League, only 18 years old. He's appeared in 17 games, made nine starts, 45 innings. 56 hits allowed and 29 walks allowed in those 45 innings. Uh, he's got a whip of almost two. Um, and, 
And then I think you have well, yeah, one I'll more give, name. I'll give you me. one more um, for the third round. Uh, Nazir Mule, who is um, a pitcher. Another guy who, I mean, he could go as a two-way guy. Um, as a pitcher, he's, he's you know, he's, he's a high school guy uh, from New Jersey. Um, he's almost undoubtedly a reliever, um, unless that changeup suddenly plays up a lot. Um, hasn't signed yet. Um, we'll see one interested in what his, you know, demand is coming out of high school uh, with his commitment to Long Beach State going all the way across the country. But, um, yeah, I just see a reliever here. Uh, and, you know, coming out of high school, um, you want a guy with a little more upside than that. Yeah, he's a, a North Jersey yep. kid, right? Patterson, New Jersey, going across the country to Long Beach State. Um, looking now, Boston – that that's that slot amount was six hundred and twenty thousand. His demands were six wow. million, and uh, it, it, like you said, he's unsigned, and it looks like he's broken off negotiations. So it looks like he will be heading yep. to Long Beach State. Interesting. So, so there there you have it. I mean, there there's a, oh, I'm sorry, steal round three. Um, I guess I'll go with uh, Ty Federici, who we touched on. I think you yeah. can go with any of the three names I mentioned. Um. Yeah, but Federici being a guy who I know um, they're not using him as a two-way player. They could, they want to, but again, I think he projects pretty well. I mean, he's a pretty decent pitcher for a third rounder, um, and I think he could, you know, eventually be in a rotation for the Giants at some point. Yeah, I think at this point in the draft, um, the the steals of the draft are also the the best picks of the round, right? I mean. If you if you're hitting on anything at this point, it's yep. got to be considered. And you a mentioned steal. he was he was an expensive player, so um you know the Giants obviously really liked him. Definitely. Um. All right, moving on. So we, we went through the first three rounds. Now we're going to get to the later rounds. Uh, I'm going to ask you. I think you have a couple names for me of off the radar late round picks that have the potential to go on and reach the MLB. Yeah. Level. Um. The first name I'm going to give is is McAnthony Valdez who the Pirates took in the 13th round. Um, you know, he's got pretty good power. His contact rates out is below zero, but he's got speed and, you know, he's got some versatility, you know, played four different positions. Um, so maybe a guy coming out of college, who, you know, he's pretty well developed. We'll see, you know, he's done well. You have small sample size of rookie ball. Um, probably old for the league, but – We'll see what happens as he as he goes through the system, but he's a guy who, you know, I think could maybe make it as a utility guy. Probably not a guy you're relying on to start 162 games a year, but as you know, a fourth infielder, you know, outfielder type. Um, I think he's a guy who can make it eventually. I can say it. Um, obviously, all of these names that you're gonna or whatever yeah. names you're gonna give me uh, coming up, they're, they're yeah. gonna have holes in their game, right? I mean, these are late late round picks for a reason and an already weak draft. Um, but Valdez definitely has that power potential and yep. and he can shift around uh, the, the corner infields and outfield spots. And I mean, I could, I could see it, you mm -hmm. know, if things break right, a little bit of TCR help. Um, he's got that yeah, power cool. that can play. Uh, any, any, any other- Yeah, names? one of the name I'll give is uh, Billy Seidel, who the Indians took in the 16th round. Um, has got two the the potential for you know two really good pitches, um, a fastball and a slider. Throws mid nineties, um, you know, high intelligence. So there's always the potential, always the, the ability to reach that. Um, 
you know, wasn't a, a spectacular college reliever, but you know, the, the stuff is there. Um, and if he can get his movement in control up a little bit, I can see him Indian in the Indians bullpen within a year or two. Yeah. Another guy with the two pitch mix, uh, fastball slider. Um, I'm seeing the same things that you're saying. It's, it's all about whether the movement and control can, uh, improve to where it's sustainable at the major league level. Um, but I, I like the choice and, you know, any, anybody that can hit on right. anything after these first couple of rounds in this draft has really, really got to consider that a win. Um, uh, and I know it's probably going to be, or probably was hard for you to do this, but top three organizational draft classes for the 2022 um, So I guess draft. I'll go three to one. Um, sure. Yeah, so the first guy, the first draft I really liked was the Oakland A's. Um, you know, I don't think we've we've touched on, uh, I think the one guy we touched on from them was, was Nicholas Perez in the second round, who, you know, we both discussed could have easily been a first rounder. Um. It's mm-hmm. arguably better than the initial all the first stuff that were taken ahead of him. Um, Kate Dowdy is their first round pick, taken 16th overall. You know, good good defensive profile. Projects as kind of a, an average to below average hitter with speed, um, but you know has some versatility on the infield. Uh, is pretty well developed coming out of LSU and should be you know should be a, a, a fairly good player for them pretty soon. Um, so I, I think that, you know, that was a really good pick for them. And then um, I really like Cameron James in the third round as, a, you know, another potential two-way guy. I think they're just using him as, as a bat. Um, but, again, another guy who in the third round to get that kind of, you know, solid defense up the middle, um, he's a guy who can play at the next level. Yeah, uh, I, Nicholas Perez alone yeah. has in the second round has to put Oakland – uh, yes. high on your list, regardless of, you know, what, what you're looking at. And I think it's important to note, as we have throughout the podcast already, um, mm-hmm. draft this week in, in total, it's it's really all going to be about yeah. what you do. To me, I mean, he's got to be the steal of the draft at that uh, point. Definitely. Um, number two. Uh, number have? two, I have, two. Uh, you know, we've mentioned him a couple of times, the team in your division, the Miami Marlins. Um, you know, we talked about South Stewart. Uh, being probably the steal of round one, a guy who went six or seven picks beyond, I think, what any of us would have expected. Um, TJ McKenzie in the second round, you know, a shortstop who doesn't have a lot of power, but profiles as a decent hitter with a, a uh, you know, a solid eye, good speed, and should be able to play, you know, up the middle or third base um, at the next level. Um, so I think he's he's a solid player. And then in the third round, I touched on Reggie Crawford. Um, so I think their first three picks were, were really, really good choices. I really like what they did uh, early on in the draft. Uh, definitely, definitely a good choice with the Marlins. Um, we've already hit on South Stewart. One guy that you didn't mention that the Marlins took that I really liked, I don't know if your scout will share the same view, was uh, starting pitcher Michael Doolin. They took him in the, the sixth, sixth round. Um, yeah. I, I I liked him in the draft. Uh, four pitches, um, college college arm. He's almost twenty two, mm-hmm. but I think he he, he yeah. has a high. I, I agree with you. And he's he, another guy who's pretty well developed and could be up as a pitcher pretty soon. Definitely. And then your 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 winner of the twenty twenty two draft. What organization? So it might be cheating to take the the team that had the first overall pick, but I'm going with the Giants. 
Um, you know, I mean, Drew Jones pretty much speaks for himself. He's the best player in the draft. And, it, you know, it does. it's not difficult to take the, the best player first overall, as expensive as he is. But, you know, with the next two picks, you hit on James Triantos, who I think, you know, is going to be a – has the potential to be a really good um, – really good pitcher at the major league level. He's a guy who had another million dollar bonus. So they, they, I don't know how much money <laughs> they put into their draft, but um, yeah, he's got some big time potential as a, as a pitcher um, and a really good profile as a, as a shortstop that they wanted to, to, to go with him as a two-way player, which it looks like they're trying to do. Um, I think that was a really solid pick at the top of the second round. And then I mentioned Ty Federici, who I think, you know, was maybe the steal of the third round. So, best player in the draft, um, one of the best picks of the second round, and, you know, the steal third round, it's, it's hard not to look at them as the winners of the draft. Yeah, and, and I mean, Drew Jones alone, I mean, mm-hmm. we both said clear 1-1. Yep. Uh, sometimes it's just, you know, go, going chalk is the mm-hmm. best way, and you know, don't want to overthink right. things. And uh, I think the, the Giants definitely got themselves a special player and a couple other players uh, – as yeah. the draft progressed, that could make contributions at the major league level. I, I did some quick math. Those those first three draft picks, I didn't look any further than that. Uh, the Giants spent a little north of sixteen million dollars to get them all signed. So they they definitely yeah. must have accounted for some. Yeah, I'm going beyond that. I looked at their fourth round pick I really like too, and he got three point four million. So. So so they're I mean they're almost at twenty million in their first four picks, but hey, you know you're rebuilding. It's Absolutely, worth spending agree on the with prospects, that. Right? All right, and let's let's yep. uh, flip the script. The opposite side, uh, three worst draft sure. prices of the twenty twenty two draft. Sure, uh, number three, I'll go with three. the Mets. Um, we touched on Petrushka, who you know I just think, you know, as, as we mentioned, the first baseman with that profile, not in love with it. Um, I I, I kind of like their second round pick AJ Bregman, who I think could you know is one of those guys who could be a, a pretty good starter um, somewhere down the line. But Jose Torres, you know, it's good defense, but the bat's just – it's hard to see him playing in the majors with that bat unless, you know, he looks a lot more Johnson, which yeah, in, that, the, in the third round isn't that bad, but I just think there were there was better talent still remaining. Definitely. And mm-hmm. we, we already touched on Petrushka. Um, uh, yeah, let, let's – Let's go to number two. So uh, number two, I had the the Texas Rangers. Um, they took, you know, Menhart. They took him in the second round last year. They took him in the first round this year. You know, I like Menhart. I think, you know, he's probably the biggest boomer bust player in this draft just because that stuff has the ability to be so good. Um, but like we said, you know, the movement's not there. And you'd like him – I might like him to be a little further along with some of these pitches um, being 22 years old coming out of college. Um, but you know, it, it is a boomer bust pick at six overall. And then we touched on, you know, their second and third round pick that I didn't really love at all. Taking the, you know, the reliever in the second round with the six, with the fifth pick in the second round, um, Andrew Roberts in the third, um, wasn't a huge fan of, I, you know, Josh Rivera is a pretty good player. Um, uh, but again, his profile is, is similar to Roberts, you know, and they took him almost uh, uh, an entire round ahead of him. So, you know, I wasn't a fan of what they did. So I think it's fair to say when when we assess the Rangers draft, Menhart 
clearly Boomer Boston is going to make their draft class. If they hit on him, if they hit on him, that they won the draft. If if they miss on him, then the draft's yeah. going to be a, a a miss. But when you have those those secondary pieces in the mm-hmm. second and third round that you already discussed, and we both touched on the reliever, and then you touched on Andrew Roberts, and we weren't fans of uh, either. Um, it yeah. really puts the pressure for them to hit on Menhart. So I do want to take a minute. And I want to talk about Menhart because I'm looking at him right now. He's mm-hmm. obviously he, he's done for this season, so he's going to lose the development here. He's going. He's almost 23 yeah. years old now. And they had they did have him in high end, months. so they had um, him starting pretty high up. Right. Yeah, he started in high A. He made two appearances there, only 6.2 innings because he got cut short with the injury. Uh, and I'm looking. And we t- you touched on his movement. Um, the changeup is 80 grade right now. Yeah. At least according to my scout, it, it's top of the line, nasty, you know, um, nasty in, in the major league level. What are your thoughts on Menhart? Uh, what do you think happens with him? Are you gonna boom or uh, you know, to be honest, I think he's, I think he's going to, I think he's going to boom. Cause I think he, you know, he, I had the Rangers of one of my favorite draft classes last year. I think I said on the podcast. And one of the reasons was that they took him in the second round. And I thought as a second round pick, that was a steal because of, you know, the boom potential that he had. Um, the question for me was, you know, reliever or starter. And I think, you know, I think, I don't know if he does have that reliever floor just because he, he's three pitches right now that are below average and are going to need to get up there. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, he has top of the rotation potential. Um, you know, I compare him to a guy in my rotation in the, uh, I don't know if he has the kind of pitches that Denelson Lamette has, but he has, you know, Lamette has a little better movement, but he, you know, so he, I think he could be a guy who gets in a rotation just based on his stuff alone, um, which is kind of amazing because, you know, I didn't even look at this before, but he, his velocity is only 88 to 90. That was going to be my next question was does a the little velocity bit, um, but I mean, I think if he does manage to get these four pitches with that devastating changeup, you know, if he could change speeds, it doesn't matter what the high end is to a certain extent. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. He's, to me, the most interesting player in this draft just because he could end up so low or so high. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm staring at his mm-hmm. his uh, scouting report right now, and I'm, I'm just fascinated by it. I mean, you got that 80-grade changeup, uh, very good stuff overall. Um, four pitches that have the potential to be plus, but he only I sits know. in the high 80s. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> it, it's it's maddening. I mean, he, his this past year in college, yeah. he struck out 170 batters in 105 innings. I mean, right. the, the K numbers at college in college steadily rose. That's all I mean, so like it, to be. There's a change up in the circle change. Um, yeah, very another yeah. very interesting point. He's got two different change ups. Um, I mean, I think the past have done that, yeah, so it's it's, it's I, an interesting look if they move differently. It's very, very like you said, most intriguing prospect in this draft class for sure. Unfortunate that he's going to lose yeah. the this year of development. Um, would have been fun to see how he he does. Uh, but that the yeah. Texas Rangers were number two. Uh, the Mariners club. Um, I think you know we discussed it that they just they just whiffed on on Tamar Johnson. I mean, I think he's just, you know, the potential is just so is kind of low. I mean, he does have the floor of the, of the glove because that glove is just, it's, it is so good. Um, 
but I just don't know what that bat becomes. At best, he's probably a guy you try to hide at the bottom of, of a lineup, you know, let the other guys hit and him just, you know, go out there and be Ray Ordonez, uh, you know, flash the leather and let everyone else drive and uh, produce the runs. Um, but fourth overall, you know, there's so much talent there. Um, and then on top of that, I'm not a huge fan of Dave Falco, their second overall, their second round pick. Um, I just don't see a lot of, you know, he, I think he's the guy who ends up in the bullpen uh, because I don't know what that changeup becomes. It's a little undeveloped for me as a 21-year-old college guy. Um, I did like the third pick, Carson Palmquist. I think he's a solid pick in the third round, though he's another guy who's, you know, elbow problems and he's out uh, for seven weeks now. Um, yeah, I think just those first two picks and especially that first one are just, you know, they're just misses. Um, a lot, a lot of injury, yeah. uh, injuries already for this draft, class, yep. uh, especially at the top of the draft. Say, say, Termar Johnson becomes like we yep. touched on earlier. D Gordon with the bat on the bases, but at shortstop. What do you, what do you make of that um, draft pick then? You know, he's. It's, I think it's still still a miss. Still a miss? You still want Given the number something. four. Okay. Better than that. I mean, I like D Gordon as a play. I just don't know if I love him as you know that D Gordon, Billy Hamilton. You know, not necessarily getting on base line. I'm not sure if, if D Gordon's even like a high on base guy. He's not. Right. He's more of a, a guy who's up. no. Yeah. I, sorry. No. Yeah. You're sorry. No. D Gordon's not a high on base. Like he's like Billy Hamilton. Right. It's just kind of that that speed. Yep. You know, the old you can't steal first base adage. It's you know, at some point you need to find a bat, find a way to get on base, and right now Tamar Johnson is the only guy who's going to do that. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, me personally, uh, when I said D Gordon earlier, I thought that was kind yeah. of a, a best case scenario mm-hmm. with with better with better defense. Um, but best case scenario as far as the bat goes, um, yeah. and at number four overall, you just. You can't you can't gamble on that. You can't justify that pick. Um, moving on, uh, the, the last segment of our of our show, and I like I like to hear everybody's thoughts on this um, at the end of each show. Uh, how many players from this draft class go on to have a Hall of Fame um, career? Yeah, I mean the, the obvious choice is Drew Jones, right? I mean he's the best player in the draft. He's got the right. defense. He's got the bat. The potential to be that five tool player that everyone covets. Um, you know, I think he's got the best shot. I'll go with two. I'll throw. Um, I'll throw our guy Stell Stewart out there as well. You know, maybe he's the next Chipper Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Man, wouldn't that be right. something? Drew Jones and the next Chipper Jones in the same draft. Uh, I do have one more question for you, and I didn't give you this in the no. outline, so I might hit, catch you off guard with it. Uh, obviously, a pretty big name at the top of this draft class yeah. that we didn't touch on was Jack Leiter. Well, went to the Rockies yeah. at number seven, I believe. Um, they, they get him signed, $6 million bonus, mm-hmm. debuts at number 23 on the top 100. Yeah, what, I mean, what are I thought he was. Jack Leiter? When I looked at it, I thought he'd be the first. Uh, player to make the majors from this class. I think he's he's pretty close. Um, you know, could be in the Rockies rotation maybe by the end of 2023. 
you know, I thought he was taken pretty much where you'd expect him to be taken, where I expect him to be taken, which was, you know, kind of towards the middle to back end of the, of the top 10. You know, it was a solid pick by the Rockies. They took a guy who is probably the, the most polished pitcher in the draft. I mean, I think Carter Boyd and possibly uh, what? there's possibly other names who I think have higher upside. We've already talked about Menhart, uh, but I think he's the most solid and, you know, most ready pitcher in this class. And I think he went just about where I expected him to. So my next question, and I'll end it with this. Um, you touched, you say Carter Boyd and Michael Menhart, they, they were the two arms that went before Jack Leiter in this draft. Would you have taken um, them before Leiter? I think it really depends on where I was as, a, as an organization. I think the Rockies are a team that, you know, are competing. And I think Leiter's a good fit because he can be in their rotation pretty quickly. Um, I, I like, you know, Texas and Baltimore because they're rebuilding, um, taking the, the projects. And, um, yeah, I, I think it would depend on where what I was expecting to do in the next two or three years. If I was expecting to be competitive even drafting that high, I would have probably taken lighter. Good answer. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, Jason, uh, any any final uh, thoughts on the? No, it's draft? a you know fun one. I'm looking forward to the started already started looking at the 2023 class um, with um, familiar name Kemp Alderman. Looks <laughs> like he's he's going to be the top guy. Okay. No, I didn't uh, sign it. I think it was back, a second right? round pick in 2020. Um, Who, I don't remember. Who drafted him? Um, I have was to it the Rockies? I'll take a look. It was the Rockies, yeah. In the second round. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought Alderman was yeah. like a, a true two-way player. So he's – He's uh, the favorite for 1-1 one, one right now? He's only, only going to be 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Well, yeah, that'll 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 be a fun one to recap when the time comes. Uh, Jason, thank you. We're almost at an hour I'm now. Stuck. Almost pretty pretty crazy. Went by pretty quick. Um, thank you for taking the time, and I hope everybody enjoys. And I think we'll be back be back shortly with a trade deadline preview slash recap. Uh, uh, yes, sir. I think you'll be joining me on that well, one, right, Jason? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Jason, thank Thanks you once me. again. Hope everybody enjoys.